Hey you guys, thank you for checking out the Brave Way Podcast. I'm the host, LaBelle Miller. This episode of the pod will be covering uh, small business ideas and tips and tricks that can help you go to the next level. Uh, What I will be doing to start this intro, unlike what I typically do in the past, is give something that I did not do in the pod. I listened to it, or even if I did and I overheard it, I didn't really think about it. I wanted to make sure I gave this to you all without really jamming up the format of the pod. So this intro is a little bit longer than what they normally are. So quickly, an idea that I've heard when it comes to a lot of things is like you could be a master of one or a master of none. What does that mean? When you are starting a business, selling a product or a service, you do not want to overwhelm yourself. What does that mean really? If I am doing a sports training company, right, I know what things I am naturally good at that I can help excel somebody to the next level. Personally, for me, it would be wrestling. It would be uh, jujitsu, some other form, uh, you know, that specifically not striking sports like, you know, not Muay Thai, not boxing or things like that, grappling-based stuff, working on takedowns, working on control positions, right? Uh, Within that, I don't want to have a service where I tell people I can train, you know, Sambo, Judo, Hapkido, any of these other things that have additional grabs and throws holes in it because I do not know them or I am not confident enough to train those aspects I mean, right that's why when you could say wrestling you could say you know it gets kind of base right in the United States we do folk style international it's it's a freestyle and Greco however once somebody knows what they're looking for you can kind of figure out can I help this person or can I not same thing with a product if I am selling uh you know, pens, right? If I'm selling pens and the only type of pens that I know that's typically work well for people are the fine tip pens, right? Every time that you mark it down, right? Those are the pens that I need to sell. I know how to make them, make sure they excel correctly, whatever. I don't need to go through all the different types of pens and then the cartridges that the pens take and sell them if I do not know how to do it and excel it the right way. You have to be able to explain your product or your service to people. Within that, you don't want your products or service to be like just way too much. You don't want to just say, like, let's say healthcare supplies, right? Health and beauty. I don't want to have so many health and beauty supplies that people, you know, just feel overwhelmed by my website and they don't know what they want to get. You know, for example, like if you go to a place called Sally's, it's, it's here in the South, it's a, it's a health and beauty supply, whatever, right? They have all that stuff in the store. Why? Because they are just a place where you could go get said items. They are not a place that necessarily makes their own items, 
if you go to like Best Buy, same thing, right? What does Best Buy have? They have Samsung, LG, Vizio, Apple, whatever. They have those products within the store because they are selling all of the products at the same time. When you notice if you go to, like if you went to an actual Samsung store, of course they're going to have the phones, they're going to have the tablets, but they may not have the TVs in in stock there, right? There's a whole big inventory process with that. Most of the time when people go for TVs, they wouldn't be going probably directly to the Samsung store to get it in the first place, right? So you have to you have to think about that. When you come out cuz I, you know, there is a portion that I do mention earlier about having additional revenue streams because you don't want to have be bogged down with only having a certain amount of items to sell. That is very true. But at the same time, you do not want to create so many different products that you cannot intelligently speak about each product, what the product benefit is, why you should use it. Same thing for service. What service I'm providing, my uh, ability to sell said service and give you the most out of it possible so think about that when you're starting a business if i wanted to do car detailing for example right i'm doing car detailing i'm knowing you know the correct way to wash the car dry the car and vacuum the car out right and if i came across something that i haven't seen before in the car i would need to look that up and be able to see but i'd be able to buy the products and tell everybody what it is that I'm doing, what is this going to do for your cloth, what is this going to do for your leather, what is this going to do for your pleather, whatever it is in your car, whatever it is on the carpet, I need to be able to explain what these products are. I shouldn't be able to just say, hey, I have a car detailing business and the only actual thing I know how to do is wash the exterior of the car and I do not know anything about the interior. However, I want to sell you this service and you know, everything goes awry because that is, that's the wrong time to figure out that you don't know what is going on. Same thing. Like I said, take it back to my uh, martial arts aspect. I don't want to say I'm doing a martial arts training class and then tell people I know, like I said, it's just blanket. I know how to do martial arts. Somebody shows up to me and says, Hey, I want to learn how to a box or I want to learn some Muay Thai and I want to get ranked and all this other stuff and me lie to the person and say yes because yes I may know how to do some of this stuff I may be pretty good at this stuff but I'm not good enough to actively teach somebody on it and it looks bad for you if you have products or you have services that you do not know fully about you just know partially about due to what you think you want to do is group a large group of people in this. So thank you for checking it out and enjoy the pod. Hey guys, like I said in the intro, this pod will be focused on a lot of ideas 
for small businesses um, in regards of what you can do to enhance your business. And with that, um, possibly look at starting your own if you haven't started your own. Uh, and this may, you know, so starting off, this may disqualify you, disqualify me rather from a lot of you all is because I currently don't have my own small business. Uh, the reason is, is because there's some things that I'm trying to take care of before it starts. So my business is uh, more or less uh, successful from the get jump. For example, uh, one of the things I want to eventually do is train our people for self-defense um, on my own martial arts gym. But before I even get to that point of looking into purchasing financing or everything else, I want to get to a point where people feel comfortable coming to me for the training. What does that mean? That means that in assist the system I'm in, getting belted to a certain rank that causes natural respect and naturally comes to it with it. Um, and then not only that is other certifications I want to have, not that I need, but if you have them, a lot of people who do not necessarily know a lot, but can recognize the cert or can verify the cert, it makes them feel more comfortable coming uh, to the business. So that's one idea I have. There's some other business ventures that I'm been looking into uh, but those are kind of those will be quicker than this other one in regards of the uh, self-defense training martial arts training uh, but you know you can't put too many um, irons in the fire because uh, it will cause a lot of issues so with that go ahead to get started uh, a lot of these guys these folks right so I am in a uh kind of give you like a quick background um guys first time listening to pod or whatever um i worked in sales for almost two years and i know it's not a lot to a lot of people um but what i was able to do within that time frame is when i first got out the army i was able to achieve the top award for my company for sale value which was a uh, over 100 percent sales uh i would have been able to qualify for the company's rookie of the year award however um because i was doing inside not outside sales it disqualified me from it and i probably would have won uh, actually i think i did have higher bill sale value than that uh than that other guy um and then within that i also did i had to do some customer retention type stuff accounting type stuff uh and worked with a lot of senior management including the CEO of the company, um, some senior vice presidents uh, within the company as well, and uh, created other marketing ideas. So with that, like I said, it's a little bit of a small thing of experience, but what I was able to learn and what they were sitting me on for training is got me a step ahead for a lot of people who just kind of had the money, had the idea, and was able to start a business or things like that. Um, I have helped out. Uh, many different people uh, with marketing ideas, um, sales ideas, and have helped boost their uh, their companies um, a significant amount, in my opinion, because uh, they got a better driving direction on where they need to go. Because they, like I said, they didn't they could have had this, but they didn't have a lot of it. So 
Um, that's just an intro. So, so pretty much getting into it. When you are coming about, you know, the small businesses, what I've noticed a lot of with what's going on during this quarantine time period, a lot of people did not create additional revenue streams within their business. Now, what are you, you know, what are you asking about that by additional revenue streams, right? So if you have a business, like I was talking about martial arts, so let's use that one for the first part. And the only thing that you provide is just the group overall sessions, right? What now, because these sessions are gone, you have no money uh, able to come in, right? Uh, but then again, let's say, okay, you've listened to what some people have done on the small scale, and you're like, okay, I'm going to have this revenue stream of having group classes, uh, the various different types, doesn't necessarily matter if it's like just fitness, kickboxing, jujitsu, uh, boxing, whatever. And because typically they all, depending on whatever gym they are, they all charge the same price for the same things. Um, now I'm going to add some privates on there, right? Okay, cool. Now I got these privates. So we know where the money is coming in from is the group sessions. The privates will give you more money because uh, you, you will also be charging more for these private lessons based off of the duration that you're training them, right? So you have those. So now you have two revenue streams, right? But the two revenue streams you have are basic streams that everybody else in your space normally has, right? So what do you have to do to increase that? Ideally, like some people do, they sell merch, right? So this is my gym, this is my gym logo. I'll put it on a couple shirts, make patches, things like that, and sell those as well. Now I've created three revenue streams. Because now I have consistently, like I said, a revolving door of the group classes. You know, maybe or maybe not, you keep getting people who are interested in your in your uh, private classes. And now I have shirts and things like that that I'm selling. The good thing about you now selling your shirts is when people wear these out in public, it's free advertisement because one, they paid for your shirts. And then two, now they're walking around and people can kind of be like, oh, where, what is that? Or what does it mean? And stuff like that. So like I have wore uh, Naga shirts, North American Grappling Association shirts places. And people have asked me, what does that mean? And then I ended up telling them and then ended up telling about uh, grappling stuff after that, afterwise. Same thing, IBJJF shirts, International Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. People see me wearing those shirts, they'll ask me what that is, what does it necessarily mean, et cetera, et cetera, right? Wear a Team Sean Hammond shirt, wear the Canopy shirt, wear a Gracie Barr shirt, whatever. People can look at these and then try to figure out, you know, ask you questions and which could lead what more people come to your school, et cetera, et cetera, right? But that's just a, that's a small part. Uh, and most of those things that, like the first couple of things I mentioned, a lot of people already do. Well, we are also in the social media age. Content has to be placed on YouTube or Instagram, right? 
And the reason why is because you, you need to increase the amount of views on whatever it is that you're selling, people seeing people using it or people doing whatever else, right? So if I'm doing my martial arts gym and I have some type of, you know, choke series I want to go through, me creating this choke series and then putting it on YouTube, even if it's just a, a couple quick seconds, right? YouTube gives me more views. It can be shared around. What happens with YouTube? Eventually, you do enough. You get enough subs, which is subscribers, and you get enough views. You can end up getting paid for it, right? So now you've created you another stream based off of something that you already like and do. Also, with those videos, what you be, would be doing is you'd be wearing things that, one, obviously represent your gym. So now more people recognize the like the gi pattern or the logo on it and then they can put that with your gym right and have your gym in the background like a picture of it or whatever that does good brand recognition brand recognition is is key which is i'll get deeper into that um here in a second but that so ideally that's kind of how i wanted to to really start it is a lot of businesses that I'm seeing with these people with these ideas is they're complaining that their business is failing because of the fact that they are not in the position of you know doing the basic things that they were already doing if you were to have like so those revenue streams for most people are cut off right now you can't do group classes you can't do private classes or some of you probably do like depending on you know, home setup or where you're at or whatever else. Uh, but for the most part, most people aren't doing privates. And even if you are doing privates, you probably have to reduce the rate because a lot of people are not working. We've got over 20 million people unemployed right now. Uh, uh, you know, hours are being cut at jobs. So, you know, you have that issue. But what do you have that can be consistently shared over and over and over again? And that would have been the YouTube videos or the videos that you made on Instagram. Uh, I seen a, a couple people actually take advantage of that and every day that he goes to his gym he's showing striking combinations on his facebook page for people to look at and practice and try so people will continuously remember one the brand recognition of the gym and he's showing you these things to do while you're in quarantine it is obviously free training free information but it's something that people will remember once this is all over with. This is the stuff that he was trying to help provide me as so my skills didn't diminish while I was gone. Now, of course, be using that example it doesn't really relate to a lot of um, some of you other guys. So let's try to use this other example, right? So let's say I had a business that sold... Uh, Let's just do healthcare products, right? Um, but not really. Well, like like beauty health type things, right? What am I supposed to do to increase my revenue stream? Well, at this point, your revenue stream would be obviously the amount of products that you have to sell because some are going to sell to some customers and some are going to sell to others. They're not going to be one and the same. 
with that being the case you have to put your stuff out there where people want to continuously look at it or not necessarily continuously want to look at it but they're being informed on how your product works and things that it does example if I had a product for like a face cream or whatever right what I could do during this time frame and mind you like I said at the very beginning of the intro everything is not necessarily what you could have done in quarantine but it's also stuff that you could be doing in the future to help your business succeed so anyway so you put on like a face cream right you show how much you would need to necessarily use right on your hand you rub it in your hand do whatever you have to do you show how you have to cover your face show you have to cover your face you can do a little time lapse thing saying how long you needed to sit on your face then you can show how you wash it off or whatever you know or dab it off or whatever right same thing like if you had something that is for your beard for example right show example of I take like a, like a beard oil take these beard oil show how much ever I need in my hand show how I sit there and then make sure I get it all in my beard like I wanted to you know if you have to straighten it out or you know if you want to brush it out or whatever else show the shine that this oil is able to do you know doing that and then once again putting it on Instagram putting it on Facebook um, you know a quick little YouTube clip or anything like that will help the product especially at this point if it's not known people see how it works and things like that and then can look at the progress that it has done like before and after type pick things especially if it's a situation of somebody has been using the product for like a certain amount of days and then it shows how well like their, their skin clears up like the face thing people like seeing that right even if it's if it's something instant like you could show how dull the beard looks how it doesn't look alive and need need needed the hydration and then you do everything you need to do with that beard oil and then you put it in and you show the before and after on how much fuller or healthier the beard looks a lot of customers or potential customers would like seeing that especially if they have not seen um, your product before right when you are at the, not there at the point, uh, but when you are looking for a lot of these these avenues on how to sell or increase the things in your business, you also want to make sure um, names. It's not about a big uh, renaming thing, but you want to make sure that the name of what it is you're selling or promoting is is quickly uh, recognized, right? So if I made a, if my name of my company was like Turtles for Squirrels and I sold, you know, bikes or whatever, 
a lot of people may not look at my name. Now, obviously, names change and things like that, but, you know, a lot of people won't recognize, they'll be like, you know, why is his name Turtle for Squirrels and he sells bikes, right? Now, it could be at the point of where they're like, oh, it's just kind of catchy because you don't really sit there and think about it, and it's a name you heard of you're not going to forget, but it's also a point of people want to be able to recognize um, really when you're starting, like, what it is you're selling and what my idea of what I can get once I like click on the page. Um, but what helps out that better is besides the name is the, um, the logo for the company. If you have a, a logo that doesn't necessarily show what you sell, all you're doing is hurting yourself now that's where everything comes twofold right so if you have a name like hamster athletics people can assume because athletics was at the end you are going to have athletic apparel athletic equipment things along that line but if it was and that's without me having to make a big logo showing what it is that I'm actually doing, right? If I am back to Turtle for Squirrels, so if I made something called Turtle for Squirrels and literally all I had was the name plate up there, it does nothing for people. They're not going to know. So if I wanted to keep that name, what I would need to do is within that image, because like I said, we're selling bikes, I would have to have a bike within the logo so people kind of would figure kind of figure out okay okay it's this turtle squirrels and there's a bike there so whatever he does has to do with bikes so they would then if they're interested would then be able to go look at my products and see that okay yes he is selling bikes bike chains pedals whatever and they were able to get that based off the logo that's something that doesn't necessarily jump out to a lot of people whenever they're creating names or logos for ideas because they're doing things that are considered cool to themselves and what is not um, attention grabbing to the customers uh, there was something a few years ago this guy that I was talking to about making a logo and this is something else that's very helpful he was talking about color schemes right he was like if you use certain colors people automatically will assume your stuff is um, either for kids or maybe it's for adults or maybe it's for older adults um, things like that right so if you guys didn't know this the reason why most food stores are or logos are red yellow and white is because those are the first ones that pop out in our eyes uh, when we, we see things just naturally based off of the, the color spectrum, right? So that's the reason why they, they do that because they know if I put this big sign up, you're liable to look at it. But if I had a sign that was like black and gray, you're probably going to ignore it and then and then drive on by and it might be the best food that you could have ever eaten or eaten, whatever the correct way to say it is, but you didn't, you didn't see that. So that's something else, you know, to always to keep in mind. 
And this is stuff, of course, you could be doing this in your free time um, as you're trying to figure out what you have to do. Because I think a lot of people should be taking this opportunity to not necessarily rebrand their company, but look at what you're trying to do with your company and what is successful and what is not successful. Um, And with that, take a short break. Like I've said before, I also want to remind you guys to check out Trover Creations. Trover Creations is your one-stop shop for your beard and skin products. Uh, They also have things for your pets made with the essential oils. They have great smelling things for men and women alike. So you can find your fragrances that um, best suit you for your need. Mother's Day is coming up. Father's Day is coming up. Birthdays always happen all the time. Definitely recommend that you guys check them out. They're handcrafted premium products. You can check them out at www.etsy.com slash Trover Creations or go to their Facebook and Instagram at Trove of Creations. Um, Veteran-owned small business. Uh, during this time frame, they need your help. Definitely recommend that you do check them out. Hey guys, hate to do that, but you know, that is how we keep the bills flowing with the ads. So speaking of ads, let's just shift focus to what a lot of you all are probably looking at this for the most. And this is where I had the most success when I was working for this company in sales um, and especially how it skyrocketed, and that's with marketing, right? I worked with the marketing team a lot, especially since I was inside sales. I was able to go over um, to the ladies and to the uh, senior vice president of that market of the marketing group uh, for that company and discuss ideas that I had uh, openly with them and how I felt that they needed to be promoted. Um, Of course, it's not saying that all my ideas went over swimmingly, like they they took them all. Um, And then I'm not saying that my ideas went over there without them doing some critiques to them, right? Uh, But that was a big benefit to me is being able to talk to people and then figure out how the marketing was working. And I was also able to give them feedback on how people were perceiving their marketing letters um, that they were sending out themselves uh, kind of, not really organically, uh, because it was more or less our existing customer base, uh, but, you know, how they were perceiving it, how we probably shouldn't have did this because now we have people wanting to cancel uh, due to whatever else, right? So anyway, <clears throat> so we want to focus on marketing. So the first thing with marketing is you want to know the group of people you're trying to target, right? A target, targeting a base too wide um, could cause issues. Uh, one, you could be wasting too much money trying to reach people who would n- not be interested um, in, in your product service whatever it is providing um and then two it also could be too small um you know it could be too big too small 
and also the ages could be wrong, right? Uh, if you're doing a car washing service or whatever else, right, do you really want to make sure that your marketing dollars are referring to the people who are, you know, 15 to, you know, 22, 23 years old? Probably not a lot. Why? Because you're talking about high school kids. You know, some of them have just got their license. Some of them just got their cars. And if they are anything like the kids I went to high school with, a lot of people that that were really big into cars, their cars were always cleaned by themselves. They spent the weekends in the summertime at certain car washes all day long, just sitting there, not even if they were washing their cars, just hanging out there or vacuuming or working on their cars. Or if they're a college student, you know, how much money do you really think that they have to throw at you to take care of their car? Um, by that, I mean pay you to detail their car, um, you know, when they could just either one do it by themselves or do it like I know a lot of us did and just kind of let the chips fall where they may and only clean out your car when you, you're about to go on a date or... Um, you got folks finna pack in your car because they're finna go somewhere, right? But if you switch that, the group to focus on, let's say, like, 28 to 40-year-olds, now, of course, you can keep the spectrum bigger than that, but what are you doing? Now you're getting young professionals who have probably already started their careers and don't want to spend their free time uh, cleaning out their car. They much rather be doing something else or... Even if they could do their own car, they like whatever. It's it's nothing to them. They could just pay for somebody else to do it, et cetera, et cetera, right? And it's the same thing too, because even with that, you could even expand it up to you know the seniors and stuff like that. But once again, what happens when you get to these seniors, right? Now most of them aren't driving that often, so their cars are relatively always clean, and that you know they're sitting places, they're in co- covered uh, areas. So they're not getting dirty, right? So you have to figure out that sweet spot on who you actually want to target if you're sending out promotions uh, to a lot of people, right? Um, oversaturation is a problem too, all right? So if I'm only tar- if I'm targeting the same group, same uh, male, female, whatever, and I just keep sending the same stuff to the same people over and over and over again, right? They are either going to look at you as desperate and not want to um, invest in the company or they're going to look at it as this company can't be doing well because every time I look up, this company is promoting some type of sale or their product or et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's so it's like, okay, so what do you do at that point? It's like, okay, this once a week work for you. Um, Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, right? When you're sending this stuff out to your product line. Um, not only once a week, but it's the time frame of when you're you're posting stuff, right? So if I'm posting stuff at 7 or 8 in the morning, and that that's a so key thing is too, it's time zones. Time zones are really big here. If I'm posting something at 7 or 8 in the morning, how many people do you really think are going to see it? And by that I mean if I'm if it's seven o'clock 
on the East Coast, right? You know, you just go backwards from there. Pacific time is three hours behind from there. So do you really think that people at four in the morning on the West Coast are going to see your product? No, they're never going to see your post. Ever. And, you know, and then every time you, you hour up from that, are these people going to see it? Probably not. Are these people going to see it? Probably not. So what do you do at that point? Now it's like, okay, well, maybe I should do my post, you know, maybe once or if it's twice a week. Uh, let me do it at, you know, 2 o'clock East Coast time, right? Because now it's 2 o'clock East Coast time. It's 11 um, in the West. And then as the time goes up, like for different days, I'm catching people on lunch breaks, just regular 15s and things like that, you know, that are just out there chilling. So I'm being able to hit more people with my post because it is going up at a time where most people are awake and could or could not be looking at their, if it's a social thing on their phone. Um, of course, you got to mail out flyers and stuff like that. That's whenever the mail comes. It doesn't matter. But we're looking at, let's look at this with social media. So it's at a point of where most people are on their phones or not even necessarily on their phones, but they are awake. And the probability of more people seeing your idea is a whole lot higher or idea, product, service, whatever is a whole lot higher. But with that is, it's also responsible of when the thing of, like I said, of when you're posting it is the time and how many times you're posting it a week. Uh, a big thing is um, monetarily. Uh, when we when we make a lot of these posts, right, we want a lot of this stuff to be free as it possibly could be, right? Uh, you know, you're a small business, you're growing, things like that, right? However, free isn't necessarily always the best. By that, I mean my Instagram, personally, like for myself, is a... Uh, it's a business set up like a business, right? Like it says athlete, whatever, da 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 da. So I get insights on people who visit my page, who look at stuff or whatever, right? Um, same thing, I have a Facebook page like that as well. Oh, how much my posts reach. And something myself personally that I have recognized is when I oversaturate my post on one of these pages with the same thing or the same type of things, the people that it reaches dwindles down a significant amount. Well, why is that? Is it because people aren't seeing it? Possibly true, possibly not. But Or is it because people are not necessarily interested in seeing what I continuously post all the time? And that's true. Think about it yourself, right? How many Facebook ads do you see all the time show up to the point of where you just silence the ad. And then the ad, once you silence it, it never shows back up again, right? So what do you do? You can't you can't assume that your friends aren't doing the same thing. If your friends continuously see your post, it's just, you know, it's a shot in the dark. We see it all the time. We're just going to scroll past it. We're not going to think anything of it. But when it happens... 
every so often, it is more likely to stick out because people will see it. You know, even look at it like this. How many friends do you guys have that consistently complain about whatever, right? Whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on, like I said, Facebook or Instagram. You know, what do you see this they complain about all the time? Eventually, what happens is when you see their name, you just instantly scroll past them. You don't look at nothing that they're saying, you know, whatever else, you know. But at the same time, somebody who posts like the funny memes and stuff all the time, you may always be like, oh, uh, oh, here goes such and such. And they always got a good meme or whatever. And then you just, you know, you may stop, look at that and then keep rolling because we are all attracted to, you know, different things. But most people are not going to that most people all aren't attracted to people who want to just consistently argue and complain, but there are people who want to see what they're complaining about that day. So, you know, kind of look at it the same way with these po with the post of whatever it is that you are, are selling or promoting. You can't consistently have the same post um, up or, or being reshared when it's freely going to your friends. Because your friends, like I just said, they already see it. And they already know uh, what your product is. Um, they probably viewed your websites a few times or they went to a different social media page and viewed the product that you had a bunch of times. But they already know what you're providing. So since they know what you're providing, what are you actually doing Excuse me, you all. What are you actually doing by consistently pumping out information to them that they already know? Nothing. You're wasting your time. However, it is free. So it depends on really what you want to look at it as. Do you really want to look at that you're benefiting yourself from free content? Excuse me, by providing free content um, because it saves you a few dollars? Or do you want to look at who do you want to uh, target? And by that, I mean, it's it would be time to go ahead and purchase ads. Uh, Facebook runs ads for as low as like, uh, like a couple dollars. And they'll run your ad on Facebook and Instagram. You also could set the ad up by what it is that you are who you're trying to target so like my cousin that has an athletics business you know what he could do is like you know he could make an ad and then put who was who he wants to target you know football players baseball players soccer players and then he could also do it by region so he can just put it you know such and such Mississippi and have those group of people there target. So now you're having people who are in your area who are more interested in your pocket. Now, mind you, if you have something that can necessarily go global, uh, nationwide, it's kind of harder to do that. But I'll give you like a kind of a workaround on that in a second. Uh, but you know, that's what you, that's what you could do. And you would know there's more people within your area who like your service in this case like the service he provide and they can know they can contact him because they know 
that he is local, right? So if you have a different business, I kind of like what I was alluding to earlier. If I was to, because mind you, everything can obviously still be shared even with this ad. So if I did a, if I had a business and I was doing, putting something on sale, right? Or if I wanted to promote, um, let's say a new bar soap or whatever, right? If I want to promote a new bar soap, what I could do is in my region only say, this is the product line. It is a lavender Camille body soap. And with a purchase of another body soap, you can get a sample size of this one for free. Now I have, re I've originally have did it, but there's other folks who are would be in that region that may know somebody else who likes that type of smell together and then they share that ad to somebody else and then your ad gets shared around but you didn't have to worry about doing it large to where you probably would miss most people because that's the issue with when you do the ads on Facebook is if you try to make it nationwide what will happen is only they, they decrease the amount of people that see it per day the larger your ad is the smaller your ad is more people will see it but it's also like the least amount of people so it's it's really kind of confusing but like so put it like this if you say something that's nationwide and it tells you that your ad can project to see 3,000 people right they may say it could see 3,000 people nationwide, but it may on average only be shown to one to two people a day versus you do it local, like in your city or your state, it is it may say it only can reach 500 people, but then it tells you that it shows it to three or four people a day you may also be able to get it shared around a whole lot more. And what is more important to you, having three or four people see it per day, because the cost is going to be the same, that live near you that may be like, oh man, I didn't know that he had or she had their own business versus it being spread out to where you live in Washington and in somebody in Miami happens to randomly see your ad you know that doesn't necessarily help you but people seeing it in your own city and that's another thing is when they see it in your own city they don't know that it's not nationwide or even you put state they don't know that it's nationwide it's not nationwide they could assume that man you're doing so good now you have an ad you're running an ad that is now being spread to all these other people uh Typically, also with Facebook, they do promotions um, every so often. And I'm not going to say, and, and I'll say all this by saying this too before I keep continuously talking about it. I'm not saying that Facebook is the best avenue to go for share for ad space, but I'm saying it is a lot easier to, um, depending on who you are, especially since they own Instagram. And if you, if you give the permission and if your pages are linked, they'll run your ad on Facebook and Instagram for you. Now, when I've ran ads before in the past, 
Um, because like I said, sometimes they do promotions and stuff like that for it. I have received a lot of uh, good feedback. And a lot more people saw my ads than I imagined. Um, like, I think I did one video. Uh, it was like, I, I think I spent like $10. I did one video. They like doubled what they would do, shared for, shared for me for. And I think it did like almost like 3,000 views total. And... Uh, at the time, I was a whole lot bigger into making sure that my my pages were up and running with new content stuff all the time, and I was having an average of like 50 or 60 people a day viewing my pages on Facebook and Instagram. And so imagine if I was doing that with a product line that I was um, selling as well. You know, those people. Because right now, it'd be like promoting myself, trying to get sponsors and stuff like that. Imagine if I was doing that and then consistently was well, I was selling something. 50 to 60 people a day visiting my page could end up leading to at least like one sale. You know what I'm saying? Or one sale, one share, one like. And, you know, it's all, it'd be, be all to the good. So, uh that's what you had to do. Big proponent thing of that is too as well. Um, is a hashtagging or a adding companies. Uh, like my wife told me yesterday. Um, and I use the store for example. There's a lady that she knows. Uh, I think she was in the army with her, or maybe she was school with her. I can't really remember at this time, but she was a hairstylist, and the hairstylist likes to use this one brand for hair colors only. That's the only brand she uses because she only likes to do like crazy type of um, styles of hair colors. Um, and eventually she, because every time she did a color, she'd hashtag the color. Um, because once again, all small businesses are not, you. it's, you know, like I said, it wasn't, it's not just selling products. It's also providing services. Um, and then also within that, you can have you have to sell a product and a service to somebody, as in regards of like good customer care. But anyway, um, what she was what she did is like I said, she hashtagged the color, always added her hair salon um, that she made and named or whatever, and then added the company that um, made these right. Every single time she did it. Eventually, they reposted her video of her doing this girl's hair on their page, and it got over 3 million views. So what do you think that did for her business? Her business skyrocketed. You know, amount of clientele that she's getting and everything else, because you now have a company that a lot of people like that's representative of whatever else is now like, hey, she's doing this, we like what she's doing, you know, let us add her. And then, I don't know, but that also could lead to, you know, additional conversations because you have now got that company's attention. 
companies that I have tried to contact before for sponsorship before um, in the past have told me. They was like, dude, literally, you know, interact with us on Instagram and on Facebook. And we will, you know, when you try to reach at to us about like sponsorship opportunities, um, career opportunities or whatever else, we can look to say, hey, this is what you've been doing for a while and people know how to search like your name and this and see what all shows up and it has helped me acquire people and there's been times I've taken pictures like right away and then shared it and the company has immediately um, contacted me or tweeted at me or did whatever um, so you kind of have to do the same, right? So so imagine your own small business, right? If you have your own small business and somebody likes or comments on one of your things or takes a picture of your product or whatever you buy, you have to do the legwork. And as soon as you can possibly go on there and not just like that they said something about it, like comment about it, say, you know, you appreciate the fact that they took the time out and doing this or whatever else. Build that rapport. That's going with the product and the service, the customer service aspect with it uh, at the end but going back to hashtags that's why hashtagging is so important now my wife when she used to go on Instagram a lot she follows hashtags and she just looks at stuff all the time she had also told me that um, one of these co-workers we used to work with her daughter her goal, and it has led success for her mom's business, is she got her daughter to follow um, these like couple little boutiques or whatever. And then every time they post, because her daughter is like I think like set, about to be seven or something like that, like every single picture that they new picture that they post, pictures under these hashtags, whatever else. Because what do curious people do? They'd be like, oh, this person liked my page. Let me go to their page to see what do they have on there or whatever. And it does stuff like that and stuff ends up um, helping um, in that regard when it comes to uh, sharing things. Marketing a business is one of the... Successfully marketing a business is probably one of the hardest things to do uh, for the fact that it takes money, it takes time, um, and you may not get uh, what you were really looking for. Like, I, I try to, with the, the idea of this pod is I kind of wanted to talk in a lot of layman's terms. I didn't want to use a lot of big words like ROI. ROI is not a big word, but it means return on investment. And depending on who you are, what type of business you're doing, you may not really understand that. And like that's the same thing when it comes to marketing dollars, right? You don't want to when you start a business, it's not a po- it's no point of dumping tons of money into marketing right away. Because nobody like yes, cuz nobody knows about your product. That's true. But at the same time, what good does it do if people aren't around to even tell other people how much they like what you already have, right? Um, so you have to do of course like I said you gotta do the free stuff the free stuff only lasts so long and then you're gonna have to pay because if you're not gonna pay 
then you're not going to end up having a successful, long-sustaining business uh, because word of mouth can only get you so far, right? If you're a popular person, you could probably create a product tomorrow and then everybody will buy it just because they like you. If you're not one of those people, it's not gonna it's not gonna really help you out that much. Um, so kind of but to put this in closing, uh, I know I gave some of y'all some insight depending on where you're at with the business on regards of creating uh, different streams of revenue and marketing. Um, and within marketing as well that I didn't really cover is websites, right? You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to figure out how to create your own website, get your own domain, um, and everything. Uh, these pages that you may or may not be doing for free, uh, I mean, there's a reason why they're free, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. There's a reason why some of these pages are free. You got to create your own website that way you can put things where they need to go, um, make it less complicated, make your business seem more legit. Um, is a big thing. If you want your business to seem legit, you have to have your own website. If you don't care. You know, and like I said, everything costs money, but the thing about it is, is that if you want a business, if you want your business to actually be successful, you will pay the monies needed for your business to be successful. If you are, you know, if you, if you, anybody can find an excuse, put it like this, anybody can find an excuse on why they can't do something. And then when your success is a cause of that, um, you'll, you obviously see why. Um, so, um, you know, this pod, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to get into, um, inventory, um, but I'll just give you guys a short thing on that. Obviously when you create a business, when you are making, if you are selling a product, um, you know, you got, inventory has to be low. It just has to be, um, unless you are unless you're selling something like that's like considered more popular but everything else it has to start off low and you have to worry about you know figuring out the quick turnover to get it back out once you do it but you don't want to be in a situation to where you bought like 20,000 of an item and then you know you can't sell it. I know 20,000 is high for a lot of these small businesses but like you know you don't want to buy two thousand a hundred even a hundred you don't want to buy a hundred of a certain thing and then it just sit there and then not sell and then have to sell it for cost um just to get the inventory gone and too many businesses end up falling in that uh exact uh in that exact path but um always uh so that i mean that, that just you know keep it like that you know uh like I said, you guys can reach me out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, at 37mode. And actually, bringing that up, um, I'll close. I will. This is what I will close on. A business. So when I was talking about business name and the imaging and the logos and all that other stuff, right? 
Something else that is important is with brand recognition, brand awareness, is your tags, right? So now, since we are in the social media age, your tags need to be as uniform as possible for people to be able to reach out with questions, issues, concerns, or whatever else, right? Because like when I tell you, for example, you can find me at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 37mode. If you were to type in 37mode on Twitter or Instagram, my name is going to show up because that is my app, right? My Facebook is Lavelle37ModeMiller, right? So when you type in 37mode in the search bar, it's the same thing. It's going to come up and say my name, right? So what does that mean? Whenever I don't have to go around the long workaround of telling people exactly how to find me with different social media names. Um, that's important if yourself, if you are a brand like yourself, I'm trying to market myself or your company or whatever service it is you want to provide. Nobody wants to look up like, like, okay, I think it's, and it's also the same too. Right, so it's the word 30, the number 7, and the word mode. It's not like, oh, on Instagram, he's the number 3, the number 7, and mode. Oh, on Twitter, he's the number 3, the word 7, and the last word mode. You know, it's not like that at all. It's all uniform. So people can always find me with no problems. I have seen so many businesses... Um, with that recently now because of their tag being taken right so if you want to, hamster right so if you wanted to tag hamster i guarantee you it's it's gone you probably don't even have to look it up it's probably gone right but with that being the issue somebody's like okay well oh hamster's gone so this, but it it's gone on twitter but it's not gone on facebook so i'm gonna be hamster on facebook and then i'm gonna be like shop at hamster on Twitter and then oh I can't be shopping hamster on Instagram so I'll be hamster shops or whatever but don't do that figure out whichever tag is uniform for each and every site and make adjustments accordingly that way when people look you up because you never know when somebody is going to decide to look up your business when they decide to look up your business they can go straight to who you are based off of a tag that they know when I just think about it when I say Facebook Instagram and Twitter at 37 mode you may not remember any other social media platforms I'm on right and then let's say I decide to add which is I'm not but if I added uh, a TikTok or something like that snapchat whatever you could just type in 37 mode because you know for a fact, oh, on these other social media platforms, that's what he's going by. So if he was to have a TikTok or a Snapchat or whatever new social media form comes around, he is going to be the same thing on there.
right? And it's even deeper than that. I mean, it's the same thing on my PlayStation and my Xbox, you know? So, um, that's what I'll say in closing. Make sure your businesses on all your platforms have the same tag, same spelling, um, if it's numbers, same numeration, symbols, same symbols, and exact same spots. That way, when people look for you on any social media platform, they can find it relatively easy. Um, I hope that I was able to give you guys some insight. As you said, I, like I said before, I am not a business owner. I am my own inspiring business owner. There's plans I have in the works to take care of a lot of this sort of stuff. But I think I'll, what I gave some of you all is beneficial. Um, and you could be thinking about that yourself. You could be thinking of, hey, I have five revenue streams. Let me figure out how I can get six within the same business. You may be like, man, you know what? I just not thought about it. My logo does not necessarily represent my company or things like that. I probably, I could maybe look to change it. Maybe I could look at adding my own website. Maybe I need to fix my social media tags. That way, everything is set up the same way. Maybe I need to look into some of these other marketing opportunities. Um, you know, because like I said, I'm not getting into small business loans. I'm not getting into none of that stuff. To, it's way more complicated than anything else. Um, even even probably for vets. Um, and I may do a separate pod for that. Not Don't quote me on that. Or don't keep me to it, rather. Not really sure about that or yet, but um, there's definitely something that I gave you all that you may have not been thinking of, but you could use today, tomorrow, or whenever you're in your venture to start your own business. Hope you guys once again like the pod, like, comment, subscribe. Like I said earlier, you can catch me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at 37 Mode. Same thing if you play the sticks. Xbox, PlayStation, I'm on there as well with the same name. So, thank you guys for checking out the pod. This is how you become legendary and greatness is earned.